This is Vern Benham Grimsley with the Spiritual Renaissance Broadcast. Long centuries ago, Columbus and Erickson sailed for new continents. Magellan discovered new ocean passages. Marco Polo explored the Orient. James Cook charted the South Pacific. Lewis and Clark explored the western United States. Sir Edmund Hillary first climbed Mount Everest. And Richard Byrd had the courage to explore the Arctic and the Antarctic regions. But have you the courage to join these mighty planetary pathfinders? Do you have the spirit of adventure in your soul, in your mind, in your heart? Will you dare to explore the undiscovered realms of philosophical and spiritual truth? Realms awaiting your discovery if you will only dare to seek for them. Do you have the boldness in your heart to seek for God and to live your life for God? It will be difficult. It will be challenging. But it will not be dull. It is the greatest adventure in all of human life. It is written, Seek and you will find. Knock and the door will be opened. Ask and you shall receive. Entomologists have discovered that dragonflies with their enormous compound eyes are actually able to see a tiny gnat flying some 18 to 20 feet away from the dragonfly. You, as a human being, are almost oblivious to that gnat, unless you chance to breathe it in or it flies in your nostril or ear. One reason dragonflies, however, are able to see gnats everywhere they look, and you do not, is simply that dragonflies are out looking for gnats. Be you man, woman, child, beast, fish, fowl, or dragonfly, you are going to see in this life what you are looking for. Seek and you will find. If you seek for evil, ugliness, despair, you will find evil, ugliness, and despair. If you seek for truth, beauty, and goodness, and if you seek for God, you will find these spiritual things too. You will find that for which you seek. And the greatest impediment or hindrance to your finding a life of joy, peace, power, purpose, and love is in your own attitude, your own sense of despair, of doubt, of defeatism, of cruelty. You remember that old poem of Southey's about Sir Ralph the Rover on the east coast of Scotland in the old days? A good man had placed a float with a bell, a buoy, attached to the dangerous Inchicape Rock so that the seafarers and mariners hearing it might keep away in safety. But this Ralph the Rover, in a moment of mischief, decided to cut away both the float and the bell, that boy. It was a cruel thing to do, and years passed. Sir Ralph roamed over many parts of the world, but in the end he returned to Scotland. And as he neared the coast, a terrible storm arose. Where was he? Where was the ship drifting? If only he knew where he was, if only he could ascertain his location, and oh, that he could hear the bell of that inch of Cape Rock. If only he could hear it peeling forth. But years ago, in his folly, he, with his very own hand, with his very own knife, had cut it away, adrift and useless. But suddenly a grating sound is heard amid the storm and felt amid the breakers. And the ship is struck, and the rock penetrates her, and she begins to go to pieces. And with curses of rage and tears of despair, into a watery grave he descended. The greatest of evils which ever will befall your life are the evils caused by your own hand, by your own decisions, by your own prideful, egocentric will. But blessed are you when you hunger and thirst after righteousness, declared the Master, for you shall be filled. Seek and you shall find. Regardless of how hopeless your situation may appear to be, yet God is able to intervene in your life. 
once years ago on the track of the Pennsylvania Railroad, where it crosses the Alleghenies at the summit of a steep and winding grade, there stood a car full of passengers and without an effective brake on the car. And some sudden, unforeseen jar set this car into motion. It was soon rushing dangerously down the steep, curved incline. It seemed as though the passengers in this wildly flying railroad car were doomed to certain destruction, to death. But quickly a telegram was sent on to the next station. Providentially, the message found an engine with its steam already up. This was in the day of the steam engines. And it was ready for instant service. So the next moment, it went hurrying up this grade to meet that downcoming car. And when it came within sight, the engine was reversed and gauging its speed as nearly as possible to that of the descending car. It caught up with it, received it without a dangerous shock, lessened its speed, and slowed it to a stop. The terrified passengers found themselves in safety. Humanity, likewise, seems at times rushing helplessly, hopelessly down a steep grade of hostility, warfare, animosity. Yet love can intervene. Love can save the situation. Love can save this world. Love can save your life. The love of God for you this moment and for all the eternity of your eternal life. There's a plan for this planet, a purpose for your life. Years ago, an English author wrote, listen to this, the day after the air raid which resulted in the demolition of the House of Commons building at Westminster in World War II, this was, when we knew the worst, the thought was in millions of minds that after the war... We must then rebuild that historic old house according to the original plan. But alas, the old plan was nowhere to be found. The Prime Minister confessed to the House of Commons that all possible research was being done and would be made. But way back in the year 1882, a famous architect was going over a number of old plans for public buildings and gave away those which were of no further use to the government. One of these young men was listening to a talk on planning in World War II, the speaker reminded his listeners that the old plans and old papers had acquired new value since the war and suggested that anyone listening should immediately search houses and files, turn in all the old papers, all the old blueprints and plans which they could possibly salvage. This architect, who in his youth had been the one who acquired the blueprint from his chief, searched his attic and there amid the dust of the years, rubble and litter, discovered, discovered the original plan by the architect for the House of Commons. This good news was at once conveyed to the House, and the plan was pronounced valid, and great relief filled the minds of many people, and the House of Commons was rebuilt on the very model of the old original plan. And in this there is a parable, a truth. This world is in a terrible deal of trouble and disaster, problems, vexations, vicissitudes, because the old, old plan of God do to others as you would be done by. Love your neighbor as yourself. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and soul, mind and strength. The two great commandments, that great old plan, the fatherhood of God, the brotherhood of man, sisterhood of woman, all humankind, black, white, red, yellow, every hue and shade between, living as one great spiritual family. That great old plan in many minds has either been lost or lost sight of or even set aside or rejected. And yet, God's plan remains the only possible solution for peace on earth and goodwill among humankind. For how can you have peace on earth unless you have goodwill among people? And it's in the motive, in the inner part of your life, your soul, your aspirations, your attitudes. These are the things which are transformed by the power of the Spirit of God. God's will is what God wants you to do, what God wants you to be. Someone says, well, I don't know what I want to do. I don't know what I want to do. How am I going to expect 
to do what God wants for me to do if I don't even know what I myself want to do. Well, if you don't know what you want, that makes this the perfect, the ideal, the best of all possible times in the world to seek God's will. Since you don't know what you want to do, put yourself in the hands of God. Seek the guidance of God. It is available if you will use it. It's as if you were bewildered about which highway to take as you're driving along. Driving aimlessly, circularly, circuitously with a road map in the glove compartment of the car... All you have to do is reach over, look at it, and use it. All you have to do is be guided by that map. It is your choice. God has a will for your life. Seek for it above all else. But do not let another moment pass before you make this greatest of all decisions. Several years ago, I read the story of a mountain climber up in the north. One day when he was gathering seabird eggs, he let himself down by a rope over the brow of a steep precipice to a ledge far down below him. But as he stood there, out on that ledge, began to gather the egg, suddenly the rope slipped away from his grasp, and it swung out far over this abyss, the canyon below. Then it began to swing back toward him again. There he was, stranded. He realized that as it was swinging toward him, it was nearer then than it ever would be again. The next time it swung, it would be farther away, and still farther and farther, until it would be out of reach entirely. If he loses this chance, the next will be worse, then worse and worse. There's less hope if he loses this chance. So he braces himself for the spring. He looks down, thousands of feet of drop below him, and he leaps out into this abyss and lays hold of the rope, grasps it. He nearly fainted as he swung back to the ledge. He bound himself firmly to that rope around his waist. And then, trembling with thanksgiving and with gladness that his life had been saved, he climbed back to the brow of that cliff. The awareness of God, likewise, may in this moment, as you're listening to this worldwide broadcast, be closer to you now in your thinking, in your thoughts, in this moment than ever before in your life. Do not waste this moment. Do not let it go by. Don't let it pass you by in this instant, in faith, clasp and cling to the love of God. Claim it for your life with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. For your awareness of these truths, your perception of these things I've been discussing in this broadcast may never in all of your life have been closer to your thinking, to your perception, and may never be closer again in this moment. Claim the love of God for you. This is the appointed hour. Now is the appointed hour of salvation. And give your life in faith to God, and all things will be transformed for now and for all eternity for you. Write to us, will you, at the Spiritual Renaissance Institute for Free Literature on the Spiritual Life. Write to Box 3080, Oakhurst, California, 93644, USA. That's Box 3080, Oakhurst, California. For those of you listening in other countries around the world over our international satellite and shortwave network, let me spell this mailing address. Box 3080-3080, Oakhurst, O-A-K-H-U-R-S-T, California, C-A-L-I-F-O-R-N-I-A, 93644, United States of America. This is a non-sectarian, non-profit program proclaiming the fatherhood of God and the brotherhood of man, the worldwide family of God. And so for now, this is Vern Benham Grimsley saying, may God's will be done by you. Good day.